0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spain to Go, the best podcast in the entire multiverse about all things Spain. As usual, I'm Daniel coming to you from beautiful Barcelona, and today we're going to talk about cannabis, marijuana, weed, you know, stuff you can smoke, get high, First off, shout out to Jim in Boston, who wrote to me about a year ago, possibly more, asking me to write about cannabis culture in Spain. Sorry it's taken so long. I was a little bit nervous about the topic because I'm not a legal expert at all. I will continue mentioning that throughout this episode. I am not a lawyer, and this is not legal advice. But let's do it. Cannabis culture in Spain. So, just down the street from my flat here in Barcelona, there's a little brown door. It's between a Pakistani barbershop and a bike rental place. The door has a big black sign on it saying Club de Socios Privado, or something to that effect. There's no name, no info about what's going on inside. When I moved to the neighborhood... I thought it was probably a brothel, private club with strange-looking guys buzzing in and out at all hours. Prostitution is mostly legal in Spain, or at least unregulated, not illegal per se. And what do I know? In any case, the place always seemed to have people going in, despite being just an inconspicuous door on an inconspicuous street. I walked by that door twice a day, at least, for a couple of years. And with time, I decided it was probably not a brothel, but a cannabis club. There were girls going in, too, and not all of them looked like the kind of people likely to hang around at brothels. Some did, some didn't. Sort of a mix. Also, there were groups of guys and gals together. Sometimes, wealthy-looking people would hop out of taxis or pull up in expensive cars, park on the corner, and ring the bell. A brief check on Google Maps confirmed my suspicion this morning. It is, according to the app, Buggy Private Social Club, one of several weed clubs here in the neighborhood. The private clubs are everywhere in Barcelona, some more and some less obvious. Buggy has, according to the pictures uploaded to Google Maps by the owner, a couple of pool tables, lounge seating, and a cannabis bar. They do billiards tournaments. They celebrate happy hour, whatever that means in this context. They even have an Instagram profile and a YouTube channel. You can Google Welcome to Buggy Social Club and find their YouTube commercial. It's a couple of girls who are about 20 You know, they're wearing half a t-shirt each and some little mini skirts. They're walking around my neighborhood. They arrive at the weed club. They start smoking lots of weed in various formats. You know, I'm sure they're fun gals to hang around, and I'm sure it's a fun place. I just don't happen to be a member. Of course, the Buggy Social Club's Instagram bio contains the disclaimer Members only, nothing on sale. Which brings us to the big question. Is cannabis legal in Barcelona? No, no it is not, at least not technically. Also, I'm not a lawyer and this is not legal advice. What I've understood from my research is that you're not allowed to buy weed in Barcelona or elsewhere in Spain but you are allowed to obtain it and possess it for personal use. Keyword, obtain. Hence the appearance of the members-only weed clubs. Officially, they're not-for-profit clubs that are allowed to grow a certain number of cannabis plants, which can then be distributed among members. Those members are in theory limited to a certain amount that they can obtain in a year and the club is limited in the amount it can grow. It varies based on the number of members. This system is pretty popular in Barcelona and it exists according to what little I know in various other Spanish cities as well. Full disclosure, When I lived down in Barceloneta, I was a member of a club myself. You know how it goes. You move to a new city and wonder how best to integrate with the locals. Maybe you decide to pierce your septum and cover your body with stick-and-poke tattoos. Maybe you get really into the local football team. Or maybe you join a weed club. Here's the story of how I did it. I won't disclose the exact location of the place, but it was in Barceloneta, near the beach, and the process was basically this. 1. My friend Lulu said, Hey, you want to join my weed club? 2. I said, Sure, why not? 3. We walked in and they made me a member. 4. We obtained some weed and walked out. Lulu is not my friend's real name, obviously, but I'd totally hang out with someone named Lulu if I could. Anyway, the main thing that makes it a social club is that you can only get in if you're recommended by another member, and Lulu, for whatever reason, was a member. Also, I had to show a water bill or something with my name on it when I registered, so they knew I lived in the neighborhood. Later, they upped the security and gave me a little chip I had to scan as I walked in the door. Again, it was a discreet place, just a gray door without any markings. And once inside, you would stand around with every other person in the neighborhood. I eventually saw almost everyone I knew there and um, obtain some weed. I may have left some of the local currency on the counter when I obtained mine. I don't exactly remember. It was a long time ago. Anyway, what's up with this legal gray area? See, here's the thing about smoking weed in Barcelona. Buying weed is illegal, and smoking in public is also illegal. Also, this was during the whole virus-themed mass psychosis of a few years ago, so public gatherings were illegal too. Therefore, they had to close the lounge at the club I was going to. Basically, all you could do was obtain the weed at their bar and take it home. These days, you can allegedly hang out and consume your weed at the club, and according to various sources, remember, this is not legal advice, you can possess a small amount for personal use, up to 100 grams. Isn't 100 grams actually a shitload of weed? I'm not sure, but I think it is. I certainly wouldn't go and smoke 100 grams of jamón de bellota, for instance. According to at least one blog, you can possess cannabis at home or in a club, but not on the street the police might think you're trafficking. So be careful and keep the ganja in your undies if you're really worried. That's originally what Lulu told me. Also, actually, keep it in your undies walking out of the club. There's a government website you can go to. It's uh, sanidad.gob.es but they confirm the Ministry of uh, Health, I guess, confirmed that possession is not a crime in and of itself, but illicit possession in public or on public transport is a crime. So it sounds like a lot is riding on that little word illicit, and once again, I'm not a lawyer and this is not legal advice. So what's a foreigner to do if they're just in town for a few days and don't know anyone? Well, I guess there are a couple of options. You definitely shouldn't buy weed on a street corner. Just don't do it. But if you were to be walking around the Rambla, which a lot of tourists do, you might get some offers. Listen, kids, just say no to drugs, no matter what the offers are. Some people, also hanging around on the Rambla, might even offer to take you to a coffee shop. This is, once again, the legal grey area. They're members of the club. They're calling it a coffee shop because this is international and Amsterdam style language, but it's the members only club. And they're members of the club. They can walk you to the door and recommend you as a new member having known you for all of two minutes. This is pretty shady even as far as legal grey areas go, but in theory it's possible. I've run into a few people on the Rambla who are just standing around finding touristy looking types and saying coffee shop, coffee shop. So it's possible it's a business model. Additionally, there is at least one grow shop in town that has set up a website where you can obtain a recommendation to get into a club, and they'll email you some instructions. It sounds about as shady as following some guy you just met on the Rambla to an unmarked door somewhere. Anyway, Google around and you'll probably find it. Of course, I'm not recommending that you actually do any of these things. If it were up to me, you'd spend your time in Barcelona meditating on the beach at sunrise or volunteering at the animal shelter or something. But hey, it's a free country, or at least a constitutional monarchy, so do what you want. What about CBD shops in Barcelona? Well, like I said, I was avoiding writing this article for a while because I don't really know what's going on, And because reading Spanish law to find out is about as enjoyable as being beaten across the face with 1,200-page volumes of very boring legalese. Anyway, today I opened an article from La Vanguardia about the new proliferation of marijuana shops in Barcelona, and I figured, what the hell, writing about this is better than doing real work. So it turns out that in the center of Barcelona, there are also a ton of CBD shops popping up, or perhaps I should say head shops. They sell all the lifestyle accessories as well as seeds and CBD stuff, but not the weed itself. Recently, pausing on a long walk one day, I wandered into one and started looking around. They had a wide selection of gummies, And I noticed that the labels all said collector's item, do not eat. I went up to the guy working there. He was skinny, wearing an oversized t-shirt, and had between 40 and 100 tattoos all over his hands, arms, and neck, plus God knows where else, and a couple of hoops stretching out his earlobes. Just your average Barcelona resident, in other words. Why do these gummies say they're collector's items, I asked. Oh, that's the law, he said. We have to tell you not to eat them. But yeah, you can totally eat them. CBD oil and the various CBD products, he explained, were in another sort of legal gray area. You could sell them, but they weren't legally considered fit for human consumption. This checks out with my research done later. Apparently CBD oil isn't considered to be a legally registered food supplement or additive, but it's okay to buy, own, or rub on your skin. A hip coffee shop I frequent in Bourne, and by that I mean a place that sells literal coffee, not a quote-unquote coffee shop. This place has... CBD face cream and body lotion on sale, next to the chia bowls and overnight oats. And I've even seen some CBD-infused seltzer water sitting around in various natural food shops, which may or may not be collector's items and may or may not increase in value with time. So is this gentrification or just harmless cannabis tourism? Well, according to the article in La Vanguardia, it can cost 8,000 euros a month or more for a commercial space on a well trafficked street in downtown Barcelona. A lot of local shops just can't afford to stay open at those prices. Try making 8,000 euros a month plus enough to cover all your other expenses selling loaves of bread. It's tough. There's also the licensing issue. City Hall makes it difficult for certain types of businesses, in theory, to protect the locals living in the neighborhood. So the cannabis places have adjusted and they're opening with licenses to be flower shops. There are a lot of florists on and around the Rambla already. There are a lot of florists in Born and Gotico and the cannabis shops sell seeds along with everything else. Therefore, they're claiming to be flower shops. The city hall inspectors show up from time to time and might hand out some fines, but apparently if you're a risk-tolerant entrepreneur, it's easy enough to skirt the law for a while before moving on. I've written before about gentrification, but this appears to be something different entirely. Recently, Barcelona has become known as one of the most popular spots in Europe for cannabis tourism, as well as clocking an impressively high amount of THC, cocaine, and ketamine residue in the wastewater. I don't know who's out there studying, incidentally, the wastewater and, you know, going through the sewer trying to find traces of marijuana, cocaine, and ketamine, but... Apparently, this is how they know how much is actually being used without, you know, surveying people about their illegal or extra-legal activity. Because, as you can imagine, surveys of that type might not be the best way of finding out what's actually going on. Anyway, Barcelona and Tarragona, right down the coast, are among the weed and cocaine capitals of Europe, according to these wastewater studies. Gotta be the capital of something, I guess. Cocaine is something I know virtually nothing about, but according to an informal survey of people I see sneaking off to the bathroom every 20 minutes at parties, it's pretty common. As for ketamine, no idea. I just had to Google what is ketamine, and I've never known anybody to admit doing it. I guess a lot of that drug consumption is down to locals and the party culture. Some of it is the international crowd who might hang out for a year or two for the laid-back lifestyle and the beach vibe, and some of it is the tourists. I do seem to remember people trying to sell hard drugs down by the discos at the beach back in the day. And I guess the crowd at those places is mostly not local. So to obtain or to abstain, that is the question. I obtained weed for a year or so at the old club. When Morena and I moved up to the new neighborhood, though, I sort of lost interest. The club where I was a member was now 20 minutes away, and I'd gladly walk 20 minutes for a steak or some sushi or a good plate of nachos. I'd even walk 20 minutes for coffee if I had to, but not for weed. I hadn't yet figured out that there were clubs on every other corner of Le Chample, so I just stopped smoking, which was probably a good thing. I had also read around the same time that the clubs were soon going to be made illegal. That apparently hasn't happened yet, but the Spanish Supreme Court decided in 2021 that the local Barcelona regulation about cannabis clubs was infringing on the powers of the national government. So City Hall said they'd be sending out inspectors to make sure that the clubs weren't Promoting consumption, advertising, or actually selling weed, in line with what it says in the National Penal Code. Did they ever actually send out the inspectors? I'm not sure. Some headlines suggested that the clubs were preparing themselves for the end, but it's been a couple of years since then, and I've seen no sign of anything closing. Down the street, Buggy Social Club is as busy as ever. So I guess the legal gray area is just going to stay gray, for now at least. That's about all I've got for today. I hope you have a great day, wherever you are and whatever it is you're doing. Head by expatmadrid.com. There will be an article about this very topic up there. Later today, in theory, all I have to do is go around, I'm going to take some pictures of some weed stores so I have something to put as a decorative element in the article. Anyway, that's expatmadrid.com. I'll put the specific link in the show notes in case you're listening to this five years from now. And um, it's been great. Thank you very much for listening. You can support this podcast by going to expatmadrid.com slash donate, there you will find a page where you can send me a donation for a virtual cup of coffee. Back when uh, weed was being obtained by Lulu, it was only a few bucks for a pre-rolled joint, so if you'd like to think of it as an electronic or digital joint, I guess you could do that too. Anyway, I don't do that anymore, so... I'll just take the money and spend it on coffee somewhere or maybe I'll buy some uh, jamón de bellota and I'll smoke that. Nice smoky ham. Anyway, thanks again and have a great day. From beautiful Barcelona, hasta la próxima. Bye.